Going by Dougie Emery. Dougie, thanks a lot for coming on. How are you doing? Hi, Ross. I'm not bad, thanks. Um, thanks for having me on. All right, I just want to start off by asking you what your early football memories are. Yeah, um, like I say, I, I grew up um, going to watch Motherwell um, with my friends, but probably Motherwell fans don't want to hear that. <laughs> the amount of time I went there and got stick was, was great. I enjoyed it, to be fair, but um, I don't think they enjoyed it every time I put a bonnet back in there against them. But <laughs> And then, obviously, as you get older, you want to you want to be playing on a Saturday, so the, the gate, going to watch games of football kind of stopped because, obviously, then I was away playing Sunday football with my pals and then Saturday football, uh, amateur, then I went junior and obviously I became, a, I went pro after that but yeah, that was really, my early days was, was going to watch Motherwell and, and sometimes I would I would go along and watch Rangers as well. You touched on it there a wee bit, you didn't end up joining Clyde till you were about 23. Do you think that benefited you staying in the juniors for that long? And secondly, why do you think you didn't join a club before then? Um, I, I don't really know. Obviously, it was it was difficult um, because all all I wanted to do was was be a footballer. Um, I had a lot of trials with different clubs, and you just kept getting the same old story. You're too small. Just keep working away. Um, but I always always had that determination, if you want to put it a better word, um, that I would eventually get there. And I think that determination um, eventually did get me there. Um, but like you say, yeah, I was I played junior Milan for six years. Um, it was a good uh, learning curve for me um, during that time you're playing against Expos it had come down to different teams um, but it, like I say it was it was tough in the juniors because you never got a minute and back then tackles now you don't see them um, you, you can't you, you wouldn't get away with that now so many tackles went on back then but that's just the, the, the game nowadays it's, it's evolved and um, it's totally different but I really enjoyed my time in the juniors and, and like I say um, it probably set me up for the career I did have. So I think joining the pro game a wee bit a wee bit later than others almost set you on to well ah, you were determined enough to play at a higher level. Yeah, I think so, but I think when I got that opportunity I wanted it more. Um and I worked ever so hard to, to stay fit and 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 make sure that I if you were to put it picked every week for the teams that I played for. Um, I always gave 110% regardless of what team I played for, what manager I played under. Um, I would like to have thought that I was a good teammate for the, the, the teammates that I played for during my career as well because, all, like I say, I always, always gave 110%. But I think that was more to do with the fact that because, like you said, I'd come into the game so late, I wanted to stay in it for as long as I could. Um, and like I say, I, I was plenty, I was... 36, 37, so yeah, I had a good career, but I think my work ethic probably um, kept me going for so long. What's your best memories of your time at Clyde? Uh, Clyde? Yeah. Um, I think just, my, well, obviously the debut. Um, to walk on to um, the pitch that day, being my first game as a, as a pro was, was um, special. Um, we had good memories at Clyde with a good team, um, young team. Playing the Scottish Cup, obviously the first the first thing round as well. But we we, we had a, a few different managers as well. I worked under Graham Roberts, Joe Miller, 
uh, Colin Henry, great series of games. So to learn from these guys, such my pro career was was beneficial. Um, and listening just to their advice as well um, in the two years that I was there probably helped me as well through my career. Obviously, Joe Miller was a winger and was a position I'd kind of played mostly. Um, so the, the advice that he gave me was um, was very good. And like I say, I took a lot of different things from the three of them. You ended up heading up to Inverness after that. How much of a difference is that playing up there compared to a team in the central belt? Well, see, it's not the only difference from playing down the central belt to going down there is just the distance. Um, so for anyone going up there, like I loved it, and most people that I speak to who's been up there are the exact same. Um, it's just the, the travelling back and forward. If you're from around about the Glasgow area, it's just up and down, sometimes horrific way, or maybe an accident or the snow. It's it can be long wait to wait to Rosa Clear, but like the place to live in is beautiful. It's a, a lovely area. Um, and the people are all nice and friendly. Um, some nice restaurants and that to go and eat, but I really enjoyed my time up there. Um, and like I say, I, again, I worked under some some good people. Craig Brewster obviously took me up there. Um, and then I worked under Terry Butcher, who again, had a fantastic career himself. But like I say, it was it was a good two years I had up there. And just on that, what was Terry Butcher like to work under? Listen, I enjoyed working under him. Um, it, he was a he was a hard taskmaster, but I didn't mind that. I um, kind of had that journey. My junior times, with a manager called Tom McDonald, who was had won the Scottish the, the junior Scottish Cup um, six times, walking lick, really really hard. Um, but again, that grounding from him um, probably helped me as well because they were really really tough for me. But um, they always said that I would get an opportunity to go a higher level, and they were they were right. Um, but their grounding of me. Um, probably helped me when I went to work under Terry because, like I say, he was hard. Um, but he was fair as well. He was fair. But when he went off in one, you knew, you knew not to um, answer back because he was scary. Can you remember a time in particular when he absolutely lost it? I do. I actually spoke about it in Open Gold a week there. <laughs> it was a game at um, Aberdeen. We, we done actually well in the game, so it was around about the 84th minute. Um, my balls went to the box and David Proctor's lost his man and Gary McDonald was playing for Aberdeen at the time. He scored a, a header. So you knew when, when Terry was going to go off his nut because he would come in, walk about, then go out and then come back in and you knew he was just going to go off once. So this particular, it was a night game, so this particular night he's, he's, he's at, we're up at Aberdeen and like I say, Proctor's lost his man and he comes in and he's going around in circles and then just comes back in. So but at Aberdeen it used to be like a a glass panel in the door. Um, that got blistered, that shattered, and then he just lost it. Goes up to Proctor, who's just a young guy, and just grabs him by the throat and pins him to the wall. And you're just, I was sitting right next to him, to be fair, and I'm just like, just looking into space and I want to um, make eye contact because you probably would get it next. But um, it was just because he, he wanted to win games of football and, 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 and Proctor lost his man. So, um, it was funny at the time. It, was, it wasn't funny at the time, but it was funny after it. Spells at St Mirren and Morton as well. We'll, we'll leave the St Mirren bit out for you. But I want to speak to you about your time at Morton. So talk with, I can't have you on and no ask you about the one at Celtic Park. Talk me through that. 
Yeah, the result itself was, was astronomical. Like um, We had been in a bad run ourselves in the league and obviously any time you get a, a cup competition comes up, it gives you that breathing space to just go and express yourself and kind of leave the, the league business behind. So again, you're going to Celtic Park with likes of Van Dyke, Griffiths, Cummins, top, top names. Um, and we were written off. It was Celtic won by how many? Um, uh, they had 27 corners in the game. I don't know how many shots they had in the game. And, and Little, Little Martin won 1-0. <laughs> and then, um, like I say, I obviously scored the winner. But it was just the, the effort of the boys put in that night. Um, and that's what you need sometimes. You need to go to Celtic Park. I've been there many times with different teams. You need to... The 11 that's playing against them need to be at the best and top of the game. And you need one or two Celtic players to maybe be fall short of their standards. Um, to have a chance and like I say that night we were we were fantastic um, and fully deserved they were in and that killed Celtic treble that year but for us it was like I say that that night was just a, a night where we could relax and, and like I say go and play our football and for us it was an astronomical win Do you think games like that do you think you go into it where there's just no pressure on you and it's almost like you say that we were there like a bit of a break for the league yeah, listen, the games are all the pressure's always on the big team. Um, because the, the the press and all that have got you written off before you even go there. Um so there's no pressure on us or any team for, for that matter going to Rangers or Celtic. Yeah, you just go and you, you you try and give as best account of yourself as you can and and see what happens in the ninety minutes. And for us, we got that one opportunity and we put it away and then like I said, we defended really well. Um it was back to the wall at times, but as an 11, we we done really well, defended well, and and like I say, come away with a, a famous victory. And I've been asked to ask you about this, the 10-2 the defeat against Hamilton. You got a double, but was that the lowest point of your career? Yeah, it was it was um it was gutting, to be fair. Um it was as if boys had just gave up. Um, to go anywhere and lose 10 to it shouldn't happen. But for us, it was it was poor from everyone. Uh, myself, and I know you said I scored two goals, but I was part of that team. Um, we should never be going any any team um, and losing 10 to But listen, it happens, but it was just a manner that happened. You know, we were 2-0 down, get back to 2-1, and then just capitulated. I know it was probably we were down anyway, but you got to try and go and show a bit of fight and, and character to try and get something to the game. Um, but that day was just, yeah, you're probably... You're right, it's probably one of the my worst days in football. How tough was that season as a whole? Because that was the season you just went down, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. Listen, we, we started the season pretty well. I think we won our first couple of games and then we get a few injuries and, and started losing games of football. And I've been there a, a, a million times when, you, when, you're in, when you're in that grain of, of losing games. It's difficult to try and pick up and it just got bad and, and worse and then like I say we, we go to Celtic Park and win 1-0 you're thinking right is this the turning point um, but it, it wasn't to be and like I say we won games of football but inevitably we never won enough to stay up and in that team you know guys like Nacho Novo Gary O'Connor obviously Agent Bersons and what were they like to play with and obviously train me as well yeah listen they were great great characters and, and it was, they were good to have around the squad Um. Listen, it wasn't for a lack of trying. We we played well in games and it just didn't 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 come off. We just hit the post, hit the bar, the number of chances to win games of football, and then 
you get sucker punched the team scoring the last minute and to win one nil. It was just it was just one of those seasons where nothing went went my way um, throughout the season. Obviously there was highs in that season um, beating Celtic, but there was there was a lot more a lot more lows. Obviously a club legend, Hamilton. Go to speak to you about that. The three managers you worked under there, Billy Reid, Martin Cannon, and Alex Neil. How much have you taken to all of them in your management career now? Yeah, I've been asked this question before. I think um, on a whole, you, you try and pick one or two bits from each and, and try and mould into your own. Obviously, you've got your own way of how you want to play and, and manage, but I think it's important also to tap into what you've learned under previous managers. And I'll go back through them all. I, I've probably picked a little bit out of them all. Um, like I say, I've worked under like likes of Terry Butcher, Colin Henry, guys that have been at the, the top end of the game. Um England captain and a Scotland captain. So, yeah, there's, there's bits that you can pick, but there's also bits that you would probably, as a player playing through them, that you've went, mm, I probably wouldn't do that. And that's the bits you leave at the door and, and you try and take the rest with you in your journey. So it's strange playing with Alex Neil, for example, considering, well, playing with him then getting managed by him? Nah. Listen, Alex was a fantastic footballer. Um, I think if it wasn't for the injuries he had, he probably would have played for Scotland. If not, Sorry, not he was a played for Scotland, but he might have got a, a better move and, and went on to play with a, a bigger club because he was a fantastic player. Um, read the game really well, done the dirty side of the game well, um, but like I say, just injuries probably held him back, um, and he was an even better manager. Um, fantastic man management, and that's probably why so far he's had the career and, and the success that he's had so far. I was speaking to I was speaking to Lewis Ferguson, uh, telling him that you were coming on. And he was telling me that you were his coach at under-17s and then ended up playing with him in the first team. So on the flip side of that for you, did you have a bit of pride in that? The fact that you'd had such a positive impact in helping him? Yeah, listen, Lewis was a, a fantastic kid. He's a, a fantastic kid and he's a fantastic footballer. I'm sure he'll go on to have a, a fantastic career as well. Um, but yeah, you're right. Obviously, when Lewis first got his, his um, opportunity, and Lewis's opportunity came around because um, Greg Dockery went to, to Rangers. So, um, in fair play to Lewis, he came in, he had, I think, 13 games he had. Um, and then gets his move to Aberdeen. But that's down to Lewis. That, was, that's not, that wasn't down to me. Obviously, like I say, I coached him. But Lewis had to come in and, and prove that he was good enough. And, and he's shown that. Um, he's went to Aberdeen. and he, He's only a young kid. I think he's only 19. But he, you'd think he'd been around the game for a number of years with the maturity that he plays with. See at the time under Alex Neil, it's all kind of some butts. If they'd kept if Hamilton had kept Alex Neil and obviously a few players as well, what do you think they could have done? Do you think it could have ended up being like a stable top six club or well I definitely believe if we had managed to keep Alec and like you said, the four players that had left when Alec went in January, I definitely think, and I've always said this, that we would have finished top six that year. Um, no doubts about that. Um because that team at that time would have, would have ran through brick walls for Alec. Um, we, were just, we were just a unit. Everybody knew our job inside out. We had the mentality that if a team scored, we would score too. Um, and it was fantastic. But then, obviously, Alec got noticed for what he'd done in that short space of time and, and moved on. And we were gutted to see him go. And I think you could see that, obviously, then after the, from obviously January through to the summer, where we, we hardly won a game that, the place was, was dead with, with Alec leaving. 
And what is it about Hamilton? He's defied the odds for so long in terms of staying in the Premiership. The fact that people were constantly battering his doom, was that something that he's almost used to fuel the adrenaline every Saturday? Well, for me personally, I, I kind of grew on that. That was a, an edge for me. I, I took that to personally and, and wanted to do well. But I think as a whole, as a, as a group, we, we used that um, to spur us on and, and try and, and, and defy the odds. And like you say, for seven years, we, we managed that because every season before the season started, every press, newspaper had Hamilton relegated. Um, and for us, that was motivation um, to prove everyone wrong. And like I say, we were probably punching above our weight for a long time, but um, obviously when we went down, it was gutting um, to go down, but we gave it our best shot. But like I say, I, for, the, for the seven years that we were in the Premier League, it was motivation every year to, to try and defy the odds and the, the pundits that were putting us down every year. You always seem to be that player that the opposition fans love to hate. Why do you think that was? I think you buzz off it a wee bit, don't you? Yeah, I'd listen, I'd, that was motivation for me in itself. See, any time I went to a, another club and they were, they were on you, that was motivation for me. I always just wanted to, to score a goal against certain teams. Um, there was one or two that were worse than others, but for me it was motivation. And I think if you truthfully asked any, any other fan, um, would you have Dougie in your team? They would, they would be turning and say yeah. Um, and I think that was like obviously it was the same when I went to Hamilton. Um, when I played against them at the time, it was you, you got it there. Um, but for whatever team I played for, I always gave one hundred ten percent. I think if I went to another club out with Hamilton, um, fans would have grew in and 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 back me anyway. With just how the, the way I played the game. Moving on to what you're doing now, just before that, how how tough a decision was it for you to retire or take the decision to retire? It was difficult, Ross. I'm not going to lie. It was difficult. I still had I still had legs. Um, I still think I could have played maybe another one, possibly two years. But it was more the opportunity to to go into coaching that made my decision. Um, my son came along as well at, at the time, and I wanted to try and spend more time with him. So. Um, it was more the fact of security and other job beyond football because I'd, if I never took the the the, the offer of the, the job at Hamilton and you never know with in, injuries etc. The time me I, me I came where I couldn't get a new contract and I might have to have moved on and, and found a new job. So there was a, a lot going on at the time um, and that, that kind of made up my decision to retire and, and go into coaching. When did you start your coaching badges? What age? I started in... 2015, 32. Was it something that you always wanted to get into? If I'm being honest, no, it wasn't. Um, it was only really when I went back to Hamilton. I was asked by Josh Cairns if I'd like to, to do a wee bit of coaching in the academy. Um, and I, I went in a couple of nights, and then the more I went in, I get more enjoyment out of it. And then I said, you know what, I'll, 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 do, I'll go and do my badges and see what it leads to. And then like I say, I, I get involved with the 17s and managed to get them to Europe and go through the full season undefeated. Um, playing the likes of Mitchelland and, and FC Basel, which was for Hamilton Ackes at the time. We've never been in that. Um, it was always Rangers or Celtic and it was phenomenal achievement from everyone at the club, not just myself, from everyone. Uh, um, Colin McGowan, Ronnie McDonald, people at the top end of the, the football club as well who put a lot of money into it to, to buy into that and like I say it was for me it was pleasing 
to give something back to them for for what they have done over the years for their youth academy and for Hamilton. Why is the academy so important to have? Listen, I think any academy is important, um, but for Hamilton's ethos, their ethos is all about bringing players through, try to sell them on, and I think for them, um, I think they've been very successful at that. Um, if you want to go back to the first couple who left, the two Jameses, um, and then you've obviously got like say Greg Dockery, uh, Lewis Ferguson, Stephen Henry. There's numerous players who have moved on, um, and I think their model works, and and they've been passionate about that. So that getting to, to Europe, I think, is a pinnacle for for the youth academy, and I think for them it would be probably they'd be proud for them what they've put in and, and what they get back. Is developing young players something that's important to you and something that you enjoy doing? players on my team but I think on you go I think they need to be ready because I think if you put young kids in too early you could lose them um, so I think you have to drip them in and give them a taste of it bring them back out and then if they can handle it then I think they're ready to play week in week out and move to a similar role at Livingston Mill head the academy was that a challenging time to go when it was like the academy wasn't actually officially set up as such. Yeah, but it was something I, I look forward to. I was given a task by David Martindale um, and now it's thriving. Now it's up and running now. So for me, I, I'm proud, obviously, to, to have been in there and set up the academy again. Um, and hopefully, like I say, Livingston and the, the first team level are doing really well. I hope they finish top six. Um, and like I say, the, like the academy just started in the last few weeks. So, no, I'm proud that that's happened, um, but obviously it was a tough decision to leave as well. Tell me a wee bit about working under David. What's he like? <laughs> uh, he's, he's a good guy. Um, listen, David's just passionate. He's, he's passionate about his team. He's passionate about his football club. Um, he gives 110% of everything he does. And like I say, I was privileged to work under him for the six months that I was there. Um that he gave me the opportunity to get back into football because um, obviously I left Hamilton um, in that summer and, and, and David gave me that opportunity to get back into football and I'll always be um, proud of, of him doing that for me because like I say if it wasn't for him I may be not be in the job that I'm in just now What's he like on the training park every day? He's been on here he's absolutely brilliant isn't he? Oh he's top notch he's top notch he's um, like I say, standards are through the roof and, and that's probably why Livingston, if they do it this year again, have finished top six last three years in a row because he doesn't accept he doesn't accept anything less than, than what he accepts. So um, he, he's got to be proud of the job he's done at Livingston. And like I say, I was I was um, really fortunate to work under him and enjoyed every minute of it. And now, Morton Gaffer, how are you enjoying it, Dougie? Aye, it's, listen, it's it's good. Um, obviously, I've been a coach for a few years now in, in first teams, but I didn't I didn't expect it to be as hard um, as it is. Um, but listen, that's why you're in the job. That's why I wanted to get into the job. So, um, but it's been it's been good so far. Um, the team are doing really well. Um, since I've been in day one, I've been fantastic as a group. Um, but we're not safe yet. We've got a few more games that hopefully we can pick up points and. Maybe in the next few weeks we'll be we'll be able to relax. But like I said, it's it's going to be a, a tough seven games um, to go.
the team were struggling when you came in. What is it that you went in and tried to implement and change? Yeah, you're right. When I went in, they were, they were struggling. Um, but again, it, I, I kind of just said to them to, to believe in themselves. Um, the standards in the training field high. Um, work hard, work hard for each other. Um, and give it your all. And like I say, since I went in, yeah, we've had a couple, of, a couple of bad games here and there, but that happens to every team. But I can't, I can't fault any one of their efforts. Um, and like I said to them when I first went in the door, that it would be a squad. We would take a squad to, to, to get us safe and, and, and to win games of football. And, and, and that's been the case. Um, everyone will get an opportunity. Um, and I said to them like, the team that I picked my first game. If you do your job properly, you'll keep the jersey. And really, I've only really changed the team for injuries or people being suspended. It's not I've just not people out for the sake of pulling them out. Uh, I think it's to be successful, you need a, a stable starting eleven, um, and we've we've certainly had that. Um, and I think that's why we've picked up as as many points as we have so far since I've been in. What's the main differences that you've found between being a coach and a manager so far? Um, decision making. You have to, you have to pick. But it's decisions you live and die with. You've got to make them. Um, that's why you put yourself in that position. Um, obviously dealing with players coming and chatting and asking why they're not playing. Um, but that's like I say, that's that's why you're in that in the job. That's why you want to have um that career, and that's why I chose it because um I want to I want to do it, and you've got to go and then make these decisions and. To be fair, I think I've got it right so far, but there will be a time where it comes where it goes the other way. But so far, it's been good. Did you feel as if it was, well, going back to Martin, it was kind of an opportunity you couldn't have turned in? To be fair, at the time, it was a difficult decision um, because I really enjoyed my time at Livingston. Um, obviously, I, I thought about it. It was, a, it was a, the job that I wanted um, and it's what I wanted to do going forward. And I don't think you get many opportunities to become a manager. Um, so I think if I if I turned it down, I'd have been I'd have been silly. Um, but I think I've made the right decision, um, and hopefully, in the long run, it, it it's a successful one. And like I say, so far we've we've done well. But I'm not that naive to, to know that football's a, a funny old game, and that potentially could turn tomorrow, um, Friday, Saturday, whenever. So we just got to keep our feet in the ground and, and keep working hard as a as a group um, as a, as a staff and as a football club. And two managers of the month awards so far. Was that two eighty three, two eighty four? Too easy. Eh? Uh, that, <laughs> I wouldn't say it's too easy. I just think, um, like I say, the, my players and my staff have been have been have been great, and uh, without them, you don't get these awards, Ross. So, like I say, all the all the praise must go to them. I can only pick a team. My staff only. Help me pick a team. The players have got to then go and do the work in the pitching. Like I said earlier, they've been they've been different class for day one since I went in, and I've got to give them all the praise. Um, because without, without them, you don't win awards. And like I said, it's got nothing to do with me. Um, I've got to give all thanks to my to my staff and my players. And what's what's the goals over the next couple of seasons with you at Morton? Yeah, well, obviously this season. When the, when the position that we were in when I first went through the door was was to be basically just survival. Um, I know we're sitting six just now, but I'll take eight. That, like as long as we, we stay in the league and, and we don't need to go through the rigmarole or playoffs or go down or, or anything like that. Um, at the moment we're in a good position. 
Um, we're nine points off of the bottom, um, albeit don't feel we've got a game in hand. But the the, the main objective for the season was to, to just stay stave off a relegation. Um, it's not over yet, but we're in a good position just now. Um, but that can quickly change. So we'll keep our feet grounded um, and just take one game at a time. And hopefully, like I say, going forward, that we can potentially um, start challenging at the, the top end of the table next season. Is there anybody since you've went into management, obviously as a young manager, that's maybe helped you along the way so far? Maybe gave you advice or anything like that? Yeah, listen, I've spoke to... I've not really spoke to, to many people, obviously. I've I've spoke to Davey a few times in uh, certain things. But I've got to give a lot of credit to Andy Millen, who is my assistant. Um, I'd, I'd worked Andy, under Andy for a, a few months at Hamilton. So I kind of briefly knew Andy, but he's been a massive help for me. Um, and like I say, I've got to give Andy a lot of credit. Um, he's a vastly experienced coach. And, and like I say, for me, having someone of that experience and, and been in the game a, a long time, knows a lot of people, knows the game inside out. Um, just for me, having that that guy behind me has been has been massive for me. And like I say, I've got to give a lot of praise to, to Andy um, and, and the rest of the staff as well, but more for Andy because um, we work closer together and like I say, he's been a massive help. How important is that to have for an experienced assistant in your first show? Yeah, I think it. Listen, I think it's massive for for any young coach to have that experience behind you. Andy's been in the game since uh, 1983, so a long, long time. Um, knows everyone, knows all the leagues inside out. With a fantastic career himself, um, played till he was over 42. So um, yeah, for me. I can't thank Andy enough for everything he gives me in the uh, end out. No, it's all right with you, Dougie. We'll finish off with a quick fire questions. Yeah, no problem, Ross. Fire away. So your best mate in football? Ali Crawford. Your favourite goal? Tyne Castle. Uh, scored a 35-yarder top one. The best stadium you've played in? Ibrox. The best player you've played against? Van Dijk. Your biggest achievement in football? Uh, being part of the 2013 League Cup sideways and then we won the Cup. The biggest mourner that you've played with? Biggest mourner. The biggest mourner. Paul McGowan. Your fun, the, the funniest person that you've shared a, a changing room with? Way long red chance down. And lastly, this might get you, I meant to actually say this before. The best team that five aside players you've played with and why? You can put your cell in it if you like. Nah, nah. Um, Remy Matthews, goalkeeper, came up in Lone Pain Orange. Um, done great for us, fantastic keeper. Um, he's now at uh, Crystal Palace. Um, Michael Devlin, um, 
fantastic kid. Played with him at Hamilton. Great defender. Just been very unfortunate with, with injuries. Um, or he could he'd have had a, probably a, a great career. He's up at Aberdeen now, but um, yeah, for for me, Michael can go as far as he wants. But obviously, he's been he's, un, he's injured just now. Um, Tony Andre. Um, for me, Tony was was outstanding at Hamilton in the the half season. Then obviously goes with Alec to Norwich. So um, Tony was a a fantastic player. I need to put in the alley as well. Uh, Ali Crawford would be another one. Fantastic kid, um, fantastic footballer. Just just to call him the magician. Um, and striker Jason Scotland. Um, I played with Jason at, at Hamilton as well. And and like I said, he couldn't get the ball off of Jason, so he would be my my striker and my fire side team just fire the ball at him and run off him. <laughs> get all the runners off. That's it. So that would be my that would be my fun. Well, nice you run off from all day, that's all we used to do. Top man, Dougie. Thanks a lot for coming on. I'm going to put myself in there, Ross. That wouldn't be fair. <laughs> Top man, thanks a lot.